Hello and welcome to the Armenian News Network Rung. I'm Aspet Bedrosian and I'm here with Hovik Manucharian. This episode was recorded on Monday, December 5th, 2022. Before we begin the show, we'd like to request that you subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe and rate our podcasts, which you can listen to wherever you get your podcasts. All our Grung links are on our Linktree page, so you can click on it and find us on all social media platforms. So if you like our shows, please share with your friends and follow us everywhere you are used to getting your Armenian news. Thanks, and on with the show. In this Conversations on Grung episode, we'll be talking about Armenia's rocky relationship with the CSTO alliance in the wake of the summit that was held in Yerevan in late November. To talk about this, we have with us Dr. Anna Garabedian, who is the director of the Insight Analytical Center for Applied Policy and Research. She has a PhD in political sciences and is a lecturer at the Russian Armenian University. Hello and welcome to our show, Dr. Garabedian. Thanks for taking the time to talk with us. Thank you for invitation. Hello there. Let's dive right in. On Wednesday, November 23rd, Russian President Putin arrived in Yerevan to attend the CSTO summit. It was originally announced that he would arrive a day earlier, but for whatever reasons, that didn't happen. Pashinyan had been inviting Putin to visit earlier in the year, and Putin had originally agreed to do so, but those plans got compressed into this visit for the CSTO summit. Among Armenia's stated goals was to obtain a clear assessment of the CSTO's support for Armenia's sovereignty, condemning Azerbaijan's occupation of Armenian territory. This goal was not achieved, and Pashinyan did not sign the final CSTO summit declaration. This is the second time that Pashinyan has pushed the CSTO to come up with a supportive stance and has been pushed back. Last time, in October, Pashinyan was rejected by Belarus President Lukashenko. Armenia has two alliances. There is the CSTO alliance that we're talking about, but there is also a bilateral alliance with Russia. Anna, what is the point or the strategy of pushing the CSTO to do something or actually to just say something that it has clearly indicated it doesn't want to and will not do? At first, I want to mention that Pashinyan uh, not signed not only the declaration of the meeting, but also the decision of concrete measures to support Armenia in this situation. And his statement was that there was not a concrete statement that caused the situation the way it is. And that's why he disagreed to sign the declaration and this decision. But to be objective, the issue has uh, two sides which should speak about. Uh, the first one is that uh, really the assessment of the situation by CSTO is not what it should be because Armenia is a member state of the organization and the organization has some duties uh, connected with the sovereignty and the security of its members. And we have the fact, uh, fact that Azerbaijan has occupied uh, the territories of uh, sovereign territories of Armenia and uh, CSTO didn't make the assessment, the statement that should be done and uh, didn't make any steps uh, to correct the situation for the moment. The second side of the issue is that um, Armenian government by its side uh, didn't do the proper steps to have uh, the solutions or the statements by the CSTO. And at the same time, not by only by its CSTO, but also from Russia as its main ally in this situation and security issues. 
and the Armenian government beginning from the May 21, when for the first time Azerbaijani troops crossed the Armenian borders and occupied Armenian territories. Uh, the position of Armenian government was uh, not really uh, clear. And um, from one side, it announced that it has sent a letter to Russia, to CSTO, asking for steps by their side. And at the same time, they started announcing that France is ready to come to the region and to help Armenia. And now, uh, from beginning from the uh, September 13th, we see that Armenia's government is doing everything to bring Western uh, troops or Western side to our region, to Armenia. We already have this mission by EU. Mm -hmm. And uh, Armenia also uh, went to OSC asking for a mission from OSC. And uh, later, we, from the meeting of Mirzan and Lavrov, we understood that after the a mission of CSTO visited the region. They made some proposals also connected with sending a mission to the region, to the border. And Armenia didn't call for the meeting of a CSTO to make a decision on that issue. And after only after Lavrov spoke about it, uh, Armenian side announced the meeting, and but the decision wasn't made. And also in Yerevan, we saw that Armenian side was the initiator of not making this decision. So in general, we can make an opinion, yes, if we can say so, that uh, Armenian government is not really interested in uh, concrete steps by the CSTO. And the, at the same time, it's interested to show to its society that CSTO is not willing to help us, but the West is ready to help us. And the West is really coming to help us to you know, solve our issues with our security and with Azerbaijan. Very interesting. So that also circumvents my second question as to why Armenia simply doesn't go to its bilateral relationship with Russia instead of the CSTO. So it's actually its goal is not so much to get aid from CSTO as to show that the CSTO is not very useful. So what was achieved at the CSTO summit in Yerevan from Armenia's perspective? I think nothing uh, really serious or nothing at all was achieved because we didn't have any assessment of the situation. We didn't have any decisions about the concrete steps that will help Armenia in this situation. And at the same time, I think that if the goals of the government is to show that the STO is not able or is not willing to help us, it uh, solves this, its issues. So it made clear for the society that you see even in Yerevan even all the leaders of the CSTO came to Yerevan but they didn't want to assess the situation they didn't want to uh, make any decision and help us and uh, so this organization is not the one we can connect our security with. In a previous show Anna we discussed that Lukashenko rudely rejected Armenia's first push at the CSTO for support against Azerbaijan. And I'm going to play a little bit of semantics here for a moment. Lukashenko specifically said that Azerbaijan was headed by, quote, absolutely our man Ilham Aliyev, unquote, and that huge ties with Azerbaijan could not be ignored. Most people accepted that 
as an indication of the close ties that Azerbaijan enjoys with CSTO members. In fact, Aliyev himself said that Azerbaijan has more friends in the CSTO than Armenia has. Do you think that Lukashenko's statement makes the latent implication that Pashinyan is not our man, perhaps hinting that the Pashinyan government is a fifth column inside the CSTO and the result of a color revolution such as the ones in Ukraine and Georgia? Uh, you see, uh, in the words of Lukashenko, how painful is it? But uh, there is some truth about the relationship of Azerbaijan with the members of CSTO. And it's a fact that, for example, the same Belarus, the same Kazakhstan have strong ties with Azerbaijan, Azerbaijani government, and a strong economic interest connected with Azerbaijan. And also the same Russia it has economic ties, energetic ties, ties connected with Azerbaijan and uh, so uh, none of them is interested to be engaged in direct conflict with Azerbaijan in this situation. This is why in general the role of the CSTO in our region and connected with security for Armenia is not, uh, to prevent situations where we will need to uh, call the CSTO to help us here in the ground. The idea is that, in general, uh, the ties of Armenia with its partners in CSTO should be the way that Azerbaijan not to dare to make any steps that are connected with the security of Armenia, the borders of Armenia, so that there will be no need to uh, for CSTO to engage in this situation. But uh, from the first days, after the 2018, we saw that Armenian government really made steps that decreased the role of Armenia or the reputation of Armenia in the organization. Uh, for example, the incident connected with Yuri Khachaturov really damaged the, uh, both reputation of Armenia in the CSTO and the uh, reputation of the organization in general. And to say that Pashinyan is not our guy, really, it's that in CSTO they have that feeling. And it's really connected with the reality because, as I said, uh, nowadays we see that Pashinyan is making concrete steps towards West and changing the vector of foreign policy of Armenia to the West. And it's normal that in CSTO they cannot uh, take it as something normal. And that's why um, in rhetorics we see that they are uh, now speaking about it loudly and also it uh, affects their statements, their assessments and their policy in the region and in Armenia. So this week, these discussions in the public sphere are continuing. Stanislav Zas, I believe, said that it is in the best interests of Armenia to allow the CSTO declarations to be signed. And right now, the status is that the declaration about providing aid to Armenia has gone back to editing or to negotiations. And as well as the overall statement, I believe that's basically just, you know, uh, being vetoed and it's not object subject to negotiation, but the, the main issue of negotiation is the statement to help Armenia. What do you think is in that statement or how do you think that statement will look in either way? You know, what is Armenia trying to get from it? It seems like it's only declarative support, but do you think there is some tangible 
help that CSTO will provide to Armenia, assuming that this uh, declaration is signed and everyone agrees upon it? Uh, now we don't have any uh, real public information about the draft of the document, and um, but uh, we had the announcement of Zas, who said that it is about uh, political, diplomatic, and uh, not only this uh, aid, but also about sending monitoring mission to the region. And um, now uh, we should say that CSTO is also interested to this uh, decision to be signed for two reasons. The one is that uh, not to let Armenian society really think that CSTO is not doing anything and that uh, leaving CSTO is the really um, way for Armenia. And the second one is that uh, the way I mentioned before, and uh, now we had already the mission of the EU in the region, and maybe we will have also the mission of OSC. And CSTO is interested also to have its mission, to have its presence in the region in that context, because not to lose its role in the region and not to uh, let West uh, to be more actively engaged than it is. The, the, the obvious question is how, how should Armenia proceed uh, with relations with the CSTO given the dynamics we have just discussed? Uh, it seems that the government currently in power in Armenia wants to lower the status of its relationship. If it does, then what alternatives does it have in the security uh, sphere? Another alternative is that we should continue remaining in the CSTO but basically lower our expectations and not essentially try to push the organization to the limits that it cannot go, which is basically, essentially, we, the question is, you know, will the CSTO ever help defend Armenia against Azerbaijan in terms of military power? Or is that the wrong question to ask? What should be the question to ask in terms of the relationship with the CSTO? The first is to be mentioned that uh, the living CSTO now uh, doesn't really give us anything because we don't have any real alternative. Uh, we don't have the second step. So, okay, we'll leave CSTO and what will be next? What will we get in that situation? Because, for example, the alternative, the logical alternative must be joining NATO, but there is no perspective of joining NATO for Armenia in the future. So uh, at the same time, Armenia gets some privileges of buying some uh, equipment, arms and etc and um, so only just for only that uh, it's important for Armenia to be in CSTO mm -hmm. uh, but uh, also in political side the first thing is really it's not uh, really logical to expect some concrete steps from CSTO by itself uh, Armenia must emphasize uh, mainly the relationship with Russia and expectations should be connected with Russia in this context. Because, as I said, the Belarus, uh, Kazakhstan, etc., are not really interested in engaging in this situation. But uh, at the same time, uh, Armenia is the member of CSTO, so at least on the uh, level of statements, we should have from CSTO the concrete statements that announce that Azerbaijan uh, really 
uh, occupied Armenian territories, Azerbaijan should leave Armenian territories. And it's not objective that CSTL in this context is speaking about the need to de uh, of delimitation of Armenian-Azerbaijani borders, etc., because Armenia is its members and uh, CSTL has some duties to Armenia and it must uh, really, we must have the hope and make our po po politics the way that CSTO uh, makes statements uh, assessing the situation the way it is. But at the same time, as I say, the main expectations should be connected not with the CSTO but with Russia. And to get that, uh, we need to have a very clear politics and to be honest with our partners and uh, not expect something from them but at the same time go to west and ask the west to have some troops in our region to have submissions in our region etc etc because we see that nowadays the struggle of russia and the West uh, is very strong and is escalated in our region and every issue becomes an issue of a struggle of Russia and West and we will not gain anything if we escalate more the situation. All right, we're going to leave it there for today. Thank you, Dr. Garabedian. We look forward to talking with you again. Thank you very much. All right, that's our show today. As always, we really want you to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Twitter and like our Facebook page. We'll talk to you soon.